You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Tim Tim Taylor, the tool man. Uh, They call him Jimmy Stein. That's him. Uh, Jimmy, are you okay today? Well, you know, I think people have different talents. You know, pe- well, yeah, my car is starting up. You know, people have uh, have different talents in the world, and I'm not exactly sure what my talents are. They may have something to do with just, you know, talking bullshit. You know, just talking and and bullshit comes out sometimes about football. That might be my talent, but what I know is not my talent is uh oh my trusty tool time assistant's coming to uh, yes oh you left her first uh <laughs> my tool time assistant there literally the uh was it pamela anderson on that show uh well anyway so i know that my talent is not carpentry or fixing stuff or like when something in the house breaks the odds that i can fix it are not very good you know I like to try. I like to kind of mess with it. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, we got a leak on the roof and uh, caused by the tropical storm that came through Mobile. We got a leak to go to Tuscaloosa. So uh, we, we need to get a tarp on the roof until the roofers can get here. And uh, we thought that was something we could do on our own. So we got a uh, literally a 20-foot ladder. We have a really high roof. It's a one-story house, but it's a really high roof. And uh, – uh, and it required a, a 20 foot, you know, extendable ladder. So we had to go find one and borrow one. And then we tried to climb up on the roof, uh, and then didn't really fully realize that we've lived here for 14 years, how steep the roof was and getting from the ladder to the roof. I really thought that, uh, I'm not sure I've seen all the mission impossible movies. I'm not sure Ethan, uh, from, uh, from the mission impossible movies could, could have made that leap from the ladder to the roof without, falling to his death so uh we changed our minds and uh the do-it-yourself project lasted uh all of about 14 minutes and now we're uh on the phone looking for a professional i could have saved you at least 15 minutes by telling you you couldn't do this before you started and i know nothing of your roof nothing (laughs) you you would have been correct and and it's, it's not shocking to us that uh that that i couldn't do this that that's not shocking to us but uh, hey, we we gave it a we gave it the old college try in the middle of football season. Jimmy, let me just throw out a couple of news stories really quickly. First, Sam the Bam Cunningham died today. I mean, that just came across the wire. Uh, USC fullback very famously uh, destroyed Alabama and really helped Alabama integrate. Or, I mean, or at least integrate in the sense that Bear Bryant was like, um, "Yeah, we need some more dudes like him on our team." Yeah, um, that he is a. I would say for somebody that played for the other team, he is a significant player in Alabama football history. I think, unfortunately, and this is sad, uh, there was a myth behind all that, and, and I think recent reporting showed that a lot of it was a myth. The story that that to integrate football after USC beat our ass, that Coach Bryant went and got Sam Cunningham out of the Southern Cal locker room and bought him into ours, and and said. Uh, 
guys, this is what a football player looks like. That that that, that story had been around forever until reporters recently kind of proved that that wasn't true. That never happened. Uh, it was just kind of a myth. But I do agree that based on that game and that performance, uh, Alabama had already integrated. But I think I think as far as Coach Bryant concerned. The faucet was dripping, and then Sam Cunningham whipped us. And then it was like, all right, we're turning the spigot completely loose here. We are fully integrating. And uh, in that sense, I think he's a significant player in Alabama history that we played for the other team. What was really sad, Luke, when you said Sam the Bam Cunningham died, uh, my, my thoughts immediately went to, uh, wasn't there a, a poster on an Alabama football website named Sam the Bam? And uh, yes, he was always – yeah, he was always telling us that uh, there was soon to be news of, of Auburn's program being destroyed for for cheating, and uh, and then it never never happened. Uh, yes, that's who I thought. That's literally who I thought you were talking about. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was less Bam and more like Sam the uh, Whisper Quiet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, now you know what, Jimmy? Though you you'd say that story has been debunked or bunked or however you want to say it. I, I never understood if some, I guess if something is bunk, that means it's shit. If you debunk it, it's not shit anymore. I think that you should say you bunked that story because the story was, I don't yeah. know. It doesn't matter. Um, but you know what though? The story's better the way it was. I wish people yeah. would quit. I wish people would quit investigating really good stories that are fine the way they are. Like, if it's a story that, like, you know, if it's some horrible person, like, if they say, you know what, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer did contribute to a lot of charities, I don't need to know that story because I don't need to know the good side of Jeffrey Dahmer. But, you know what, the the story about Bear Bryant taking um, Sam the Bam Cunningham into the locker room and saying this is what a football player looks like is really, I mean, it's very cool and it's, it's a great moment. So why do we want to prove that story wrong? Let it be. Yeah, we, we, we've robbed ourselves of that great story by proving it never happened. And it's kind of like we've already made this point. We make this point all the time. And we're, we are, uh, we're forerunners when it comes to uh, this thought. But like the Harson, Brian Harson and Scientology, it's fun. And it's funny because we don't know it's true. That's why it's funny. If, yeah. if some reporter looks into it and proves that it is true, we're going to be like, oh, Oh, you know all those jokes. I mean, we didn't mean that. We weren't really joking about that. That's that's cool. That's fine. That he's a Scientologist. Cool. But seeing since we don't know it's true, and it's just internet rumor and and Twitter jokes, then uh, then it's sort of funny. You know, I don't want to know if Phil Fulmer has found a home for fifty-two stray cats. I don't want to know it. I don't care. I'd rather make fun of how fat he is and how much I dislike Tennessee as a program. <laughs> that's exactly right. So we need to keep that myth alive. We'll we'll keep the Sam the Bam Cunningham myth alive and refuse to acknowledge that it's been actually proven wrong. Let's just go with it and let's live with the myth because it's a lot more fun. All right, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about betonline.ag. If you want to bet that uh, we can keep this story alive, you might be able to get that bet in at betonline.ag. Go check them out. Use promo code LOCKEDON. This is the one website. Locked on family endorses. We as a family endorse this. Family's not just limited to um, the those 
that big family out in Utah, what are they called? Or the, or, or Auburn, we're a family at Locked On. And our Locked On family likes betonline.ag. Go check them out. It's football season. You know you want to get that bet in. Go to betonline.ag and get it in. Use promo code Locked On. You can bet on reality TV if you want to. You know, maybe you're not good at betting on football. I'm not. But maybe you kick ass at betting on the housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay, go give them a whirl. They can, you can do it at betonline.g, or you can play poker, or you can play blackjack, or you can play roulette. You can do a lot of things at betonline.ag. You're going to love this website. Easy to pay in, even easier to get paid, and easy to navigate. That's very crucial. Betonline.ag. Also, I want to tell you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock, doctor created, doctor recommended, works for up to seven days. Look, it's this little wipe that you put, you wipe wherever you sweat, okay? Like, let's just say, let's go with your underarms. I keep saying that. We're going for underarms here. But it can be somewhere else. I don't want to get into that. But you may, I mean, that's why it's a private thing. I don't want to get into your private thing. I don't, I don't want to do it. But, okay, so you got these sweat block wipes, right? You can buy them at Amazon or CVS, but you can also go to sweatblock.com, promo code locked on, and get a, a big discount on them. I'll tell you about it in a second. But you use this wipe under your arm on a Sunday night before you go to bed. You don't have to use an antiperspirant because you ain't going to sweat under your arms for a week. You know, you do need to wear deodorant. You're going to stink otherwise. You do need to wear deodorant. Just trust me on that one. But if you use this and you've got like a sweat issue, which I know a lot of you do because I see you all the time, um, then this will help that. Sweat, Sweat block is great. It's a fantastic product. I'm telling you, you're going to love this thing. You can buy it at Amazon. You can buy it at CVS. You can buy it, you know, at sweatblock.com. And if you go there, you'll get a discount. Go check them out. Use promo code locked on. I'm telling you, you're going to love this thing. It's awesome. 20% off at sweatblock.com when you use promo code locked on. It's the best way to go. Sweatblock.com. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, a couple other things. Um, I'm really just sort of looking at the internet as we're going here because we feverishly put this together. I drove to Indianapolis today. Uh, by the way, it was pretty cool. There's a huge billboard. How long up. did it take you to get there? You know, that's where the national championship game is. W- which way did you go and how long did it take? Well, first of all, thanks for ruining my story. Um, but uh, <laughs> I let, hey, I let you go on for days about that boring ass roof problem you got. And I was about to have this great 30 second story you couldn't wait to interrupt. But, <laughs> but uh, no, so I'm driving. It takes about, uh, it takes about eight hours in this truck I'm in from, from Ellick City, maybe eight and a half because, uh, really? yeah, because the, the traffic in Birmingham was horrible today. And then there are a couple other spots along well, the is straight, yeah, it's straight up 65, straight up 65 the whole way. And um, anyway, there's this huge billboard that has the 2022 National Championship logo on it. That's all it has. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty badass. So um, I was like, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back because we got more work here, but I'll also be back for that. I'll be back for that. So um, that was pretty cool. Uh, some stuff that's not pretty cool, Namari Burnett has torn his ACL. Uh-huh. This is very bad for the basketball team. Yes. You know, I'm going to do this as part of my work at On3. I'm going to do a study. I'm going to go back to I'm, – I'm going to go all the way back to Mark Godfrey's first year. I'm going to go all the way back that far, and I'm going to try to answer this question. And I want to hear your gut reaction to what you think I'll find. And this is what I want to study. Going all the way back to Mark's first year, that's before – before uh, 
you know, you know, before Nate, before Avery, before Anthony Grant, there was Mark Gottfried, who had a pretty good long tenure. Going all the way back to year one of Mark, has Alabama ever had the full 13 scholarship players healthy and available? 13. Have we ever going back that far? Because that's my reaction to losing Namari Burnett. We already lost James Rojas for several months. Now Namari Burnett, who was a projected starter, that's two. Now we're down to 11, and it feels like deja vu. Here we go again. We just can't have 13 healthy basketball players. And it's so weird because basketball is not football. It can't be unusual to have your 13 basketball players. But in Alabama, we never do. Last year, we had, you know, somebody was missing because of a freaking uh, jet ski accident. Didn't that happen, even though that was never official? But we sort of yeah. know that's official. We had a COVID and, uh, thing. That's we did right. have a COVID thing, yeah. So, so do you think do you think I'm going to find Luke going all the way back to Mark that that we've ever had a year where we've had all 13 guys? Oh hell that's no! Seamless. Yep, and that's just nuts. But that that was my reaction to the official news that Namari Burnett. Me and you heard it a few days ago, but we didn't have enough to where we could report it. But but it is true, and uh, gosh, just un un freaking believable. It, it really is kind of sickening. Like I said, I, we had um, Nate Oates at our Bama Club, Lake Martin Bama Club, recently. And, I mean, he was so excited. He, he didn't bring up Burnett by name, but you could tell he was talking about him from time to time. And, man, it just makes me sick. I mean, damn it. But, you know, I will say this, um, and not that I'm pulling for anything like this to happen. Auburn also had an injury to Alan Flanagan. He's out 12 to 14 weeks. Uh, he's a dude too. I mean, he's an NBA first round pick. So, I mean, it just sucks that, you know, it, I'm not pulling for Auburn in any shape, form or fashion. However, I will say because Auburn got better in basketball so quickly, it made us get better in basketball and we can pretend that that didn't happen. That happened. I mean, just like Alabama's ascension to the mountaintop to steal a phrase from Eli gold, which I don't do often has, made Auburn a better football program, which it has because they have won a national championship since we've been on this run. And I'd be willing to bet you that if they didn't, if we hadn't been doing our thing, they wouldn't have, uh, you know, fired Tommy Tuberville. They would, and therefore they would never have Cam Newton on and on into the night. So they would still be around an, you know, eight to nine win program without a championship. They're an eight to nine win program now, but they got a championship in the bag. That's a big deal. But their success in basketball made us up our game. And now that our game is up, I just wish we could quit getting people hurt. This sucks. Please stop doing this. Yep. Uh, and and, and it's, it's crazy luck, too. It's not – I mean, of course, basketball, you know, it's a, it can be a physical game. It's up and down. It's a fast game. And it's not crazy unusual for a player to get dinged up or hurt. But for Alabama, we continually lose – we continually have season-ending injuries that are somewhat weird. It doesn't always happen in games or early season games or late season games. It happens in the summertime or some freak accident or some player's mom kidnaps their little cousin. And, <laughs> That's and, the damnest shit ever. <laughs> I bring it up every year because something has happened, and I guess that's the all-time low bar. I'm like, well, <laughs> at least. At least Namari Burnett's mom didn't kidnap anybody. I suppose there's your uh, there's your silver lining. Well, what's funny is that sounds like a story I'm making up to uh, illustrate a point. 
That's just an actual true story of shit that happened. <laughs> we'll never, we'll never get over it. I mean, uh, because it's and, and it literally, it literally changed our season. And I'm not saying that 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 guy was, you know, going to be first team All SEC and a first round pick in the draft. But there is no doubt based on his ability and exactly what that team was missing, it would have been helpful to have a six foot nine, two hundred and thirty five pound rebounder on that team. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Stat Hero. Stat did you know that eighty five percent of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Did you know that? You might have said something like, oh, I bet it's like sixty percent. It's eighty five it's eighty five percent, man. Is it really that surprising the game is rigged against you? You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. This is like you trying to fix your roof by yourself. Don't do that. And don't play fantasy sports without Stat Hero. Introducing Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you against the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineup ahead of time. No one else does that. You can do it however you want to. And I've been looking at Stat Hero, and I can't wait till the NFL kicks off because I'm going to play it. You should go play it, too. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free right now. You can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stat. Hero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. You're going to love this thing. Stathero.com slash locked on. All right, Jimmy, uh, the AP poll came out. <clears throat> Alabama number one. I mean, shocker. Uh, but uh, Georgia number two. And um, I guess that that's the only place that can be. I mean, I don't know who else you'd put there. You could put Ohio State there, but I mean – Georgia's win was so much better, even though they didn't look great offensively. Um, you put Ohio State at three. I think that's very fair. But I'm just going. I'm not going to run down the whole thing. But uh, Oklahoma only dropping to four. I okay because here's the thing: if A and M had not had four interceptions against Kent State, if they had played, if they had just beaten Kent State, you know, forty nine to three, like they should have, A and M's number four, and that that's my take on that. And then Clemson going to six, you know, man, here's the thing. I I get it, I, I, and I'm a blue blood guy, and Clemson has earned the right, and, and Alabama would probably be in the same situation, so it might be hypocritical of me to, to criticize this, but I think Clemson needs to be more like nine. I think Cincinnati needs to be ahead of Clemson, and I'm a blue blood dude all the way through. I also think Notre Dame needs to be ahead of Clemson. Because here's the thing. I don't like the fact that Clemson at six, it, it looks like they can climb their way back into this. It, and I know the AP poll isn't the decider of the playoffs. But I don't like that because they don't have another ranked team on their schedule as it is right now based on this AP poll. And there's a good chance they won't play a ranked team in their conference championship game. So if you don't have another ranked team left, and one of the teams that is on your schedule is UConn, who literally just fired their coach who had decided to retire. They're like, don't worry about retiring. We're fired. <laughs> um, that, that, is funny. that is bad. Um, Auburn was able to get in at number 25. Uh, I think that's good for Alabama. It's also good because they will be playing Penn State now, ranked on ranked. I kind of dig that. Um, Miami stays in at 22. That's also good for Alabama. Ole Miss at 20. Okay. I'm, I'm all for Ole Miss being in the top 25, but I do think Ole Miss should be ahead of 
I don't know, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a couple of spots ahead of them. Um, UCLA's UCLA's the first week. That's really dumb to me. There's no reason on the planet Earth for Wisconsin to be ahead of Penn State when Penn State beat them in their place just two days ago. That's that's over-the-top absurd. It would have been different if Wisconsin started at 1 and Penn State started at 24, but that's yeah. not the case. Uh, Penn State should be ahead of Wisconsin. That's just – No, no, no. Whoever... Wait, Penn, State, Penn State is ahead of Wisconsin. What do you think? Okay, they are. Good. I, 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 okay, I got that. I said Ole Miss. Oh, oh, I don't – Penn State had a better win on the road than Ole Miss. No, One thing about no, Ole I'm Miss, saying I, Ole Miss should be ahead of Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, one thing, though, that I will say about this, about Ole Miss, I was, two things, I was impressed by Ole Miss. I really was. Corral was great. I mean, I don't like that guy, personally. I'm just being, I, I don't, I'm not sure I'm a big fan of him, personality-wise, but Matt Corral was a heck of a football player, and, and he played great, and I was impressed with Ole Miss. But at the same time, I think there's too much Ole Miss momentum out there among the fans and the voters and everything else because we need to be prepared for the fact that Louisville is probably really, really bad, Luke. If I told you uh, at the end of last night's game that Louisville is about to finish 3-9 and nine and, and with a zero good wins, I think we look at that Ole Miss game last night totally differently. And, and, and Louisville may very well be headed for that, a 3-9 and nine disastrous season where they fired the coach. No, uh, I'm, I, I I'm with you. And if Louisville that bad, then that Ole Miss win meant very little. So I, with me, the jury's still out on Ole Miss a little bit. Uh, now, at the same time, what they did against Ayer last night was impressive. So I, I, I do agree that Ole Miss might be good, but uh, I, I, I am not on board the train just yet. Well, and at times last night, Louisville looked as if nobody on their team or sideline had ever played American football. Is that-, <laughs> that, first, that first half was horrible. If Alabama, a fired-up Alabama team, played that first half, Luke, it would have been 49 to nothing. It, it would have been – Alabama would have had seven possessions, scored touchdowns on all of them. Louisville wouldn't have made more than two or three first downs if that. There's no doubt in my mind that is so true. I mean, they looked so disinterested. What is it about ACC teams coming to Atlanta in these games and looking disinterested? Uh, I mean, it's, I, I, they're, they're league-wide, that whole conference was really bad. One, one final thing that I would like to say about the ACC and Clemson, I think while I don't disagree with some of the points you made, and, and I agree that Clemson's, road to get back in this thing might be too easy. Um, I, I think there's too much negativity about Georgia and Clemson both. Uh, I watched that game for 60 minutes, and I, I came away more super impressed by the defenses as opposed to, boy, they ain't got much on offense. To me, uh, that game was not a replica of, but it was a shadow of Alabama LSU 2011. To me, I, I think those were two super elite defense is slugging it out. I, I, I don't think either team is going to have trouble scoring against normal football teams uh, in the future. And uh, I, I think Georgia and Clemson are both uh, good offensively, and they'll, they'll prove that when they play somebody that's not, you know, elite defensively. No, I can buy that. My point is 
this literally may be the only ranked foe Clemson plays, and they didn't score a touchdown, okay? Right. And they, they play in a league where other, the other teams that they play or could play in a championship game have been waxed. And so I yep. just look at it like I don't, I don't know that I'm cool with Clemson just, you know, waiting on teams ahead of them to lose so they can get bumped up and end right. up making it. I'm not cool with that at all. That you know, if everybody ahead of them has two losses, okay, I okay, then I'm in. But I think Alabama, you know, outside of a loss to a Mercer, would deserve a lot more benefit of the doubt. I think Georgia, of course, having the win over Clemson, um, deserve, if they lose at say Auburn, which isn't crazy, then uh, yeah, I feel like Georgia deserves benefit of the doubt. If uh, Ohio State even were to lose to a Michigan State. I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt more than Clemson. What I'm saying is I think six is too high for them right now. I, this is a reputation ranking. And, again, this is a bammer saying that, and you know how I feel. I'm okay with the reputation rankings because I feel like the rep's been earned for the most part. So, But I think in this case, all we've seen of Clemson is one game, and their offensive line was putrid. They may have very well played the best defensive line in the country. I'll grant you that. Uh, but they – they couldn't even score a touchdown offensively. They just couldn't do it. They barely crossed the 50. So I think number six is too high for them. I don't want to drop them out of the te- top 10 because I don't want to discourage people from playing these tough games. But I do think they should be about number eight or nine. That's just my take on it. And I feel like at eight or nine, it's a much tougher road to hoe to get up into the playoffs again versus being number six. I just have some level of confidence in the college football playoff committee who won't meet for several weeks from now. You know, they don't look at it week to week like the AP voters do, because I agree. I think, Luke, what we might see, everybody write this down. I might be right for the, the first and only time in 2021. I think what we'll see, Luke, is Clemson ranked in one place in the AP poll, and then when the first playoff committee meeting comes, they'll be lower in that playoff poll than they will be in the AP poll because they sort of look at a resume as a whole and they don't move the teams up week to week. It's just a, a, a look at the season to date uh, and, and they'll see hmm, Clemson zero quality wins and, and they won't be in, in the top four and, and they might be in the AP poll. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this podcast. We will be back tomorrow and hopefully uh, Jimmy's roof will be fixed and I will be in another hotel. So until then, roll tight. Roll time.